This is the God in All Things podcast, rooted in Ignatian spirituality and seeking the presence of God in the everyday. It is often when we pray where we uncover how our shadow selves have been operating in our relationships and daily life. Anne and Barry Ulanov, in their book Primary Speech, say that in prayer, we begin to hear the self we actually are, emerging out of our shadow selves, our counterfeit selves, our pretend selves. We become aware of what is in us, the best and the worst. Often these false self tendencies are so ingrained in our personalities that they're hard to shake. We try to be more loving or more patient or kinder, and we fail again and again. As St. Paul says, I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Those who realize their less than ideal personality quirks are already very self-aware people. They are people who care about self-growth and improvement. They engage in tools of self-knowledge, like the Enneagram. As an aide on the Enneagram, I have a very hard time hiding the bigness of my personality. Despite my efforts to dampen my reactions or frustrations, or try to cover annoyance with kindness, I tend to fail. Sometimes it feels like I can do little to hide my feelings. They come out bigger than I realize, and that can hurt other people. These are the moments I'm living out of my false self. Ian Morgan Cron says, your personality shows up when your true self doesn't. So how do we work on living out of our true selves? Cron, an Enneagram expert, psychologist, and Episcopal priest, offers three stages of growth, which I would like to connect with prayer. First is self-knowledge. Many of us are already doing this through tools like the Enneagram. These efforts help us understand the inner workings of our personalities, our traps and unhealthy tendencies, and their consequences, how it affects our choices and relationships. Second is self-observation. This is engaging what Cron calls our inner witness, who can step back and objectively observe the situation. This can be done intentionally at intervals throughout the day. Think about an examine or done in a moment of reactiveness. You could look at Ian Cron's SNAP method for more on this. He suggests we ask ourselves the question, what does love require of me right now? The third stage of growth is self-development. This is the point at which you actually make better decisions based on your self-knowledge and observation. You begin living out of your true self rather than being driven by the less conscious personality. This work can take a very long time. I'm consoled by Chardin's patient trust prayer, which reminds me to trust in the slow work of God. He writes, we are quite naturally impatient in everything, trying to reach the end without delay. We should like to skip the intermediate stages. One of Kron's suggestions is cultivating a daily meditation practice. The purpose is to develop a contemplative stance that helps you grow in your power of self-observation 
I like to call this looking at myself through God's eyes. When I gaze through eyes of love at myself, I'm no longer caught up with my own personality. I can see more clearly. A meditation practice can also help me be more present to the moment, to now. What Kron is suggesting is what I call deep practices. These are practices that are long-term, consistent, and help you tap into self-observation. Now Ignatius did always say to use a prayer practice that worked, and if it stopped working, to move on and try something else. But in the spiritual exercises, he also spoke about the importance of consistency of practice. A consistent and long-term practice is beneficial because growing beyond the ingrained traps of one's personality is a long and slow work. Let's look at four deep practices you can consider. First is the examine. Prayerfully reviewing your day with God and through God's eyes helps you observe your feelings and the false self's reactions to those feelings. Over time, you build not only a practice of awareness, but can notice patterns from day to day, month to month. You can see your own growth. Next is journaling, similar to the examine, but written. Writing also brings you to the present and focuses you on what you're writing about. A third deep practice to consider is gratitude. A daily practice of gratitude journaling can do wonders in bringing your attention to moments of living out of your true self. Recognizing gratitude in the moment also brings you to the present moment. You can start by writing down before bed three things you were grateful for from the day. Expressing gratitude has been shown to have lots of health benefits as well. Finally, there's contemplative prayer. There are several approaches to contemplative prayer, but they all have the goal of helping you be present. You can sit in silence, alert, focusing on your breath, allowing any thoughts to just pass by. Just say hello and farewell to them. A body scan is another way to be present. You could also choose a word or a phrase to focus your attention on. Or take a walk and notice the details all around you. And the passing by of thoughts is an important way to begin practicing not clinging. What Ignatius calls detachment. There are many apps available that can help you with these practices. Now, why the fuss about being present? Being present allows you to be free of unhealthy attachments and distractions. It creates availability to God and to relationships in family, friendships, at work. When we are fully present, the false self with its plans and expectations and agendas and to-do lists fades away. Being present allows us to have a certain openness and freedom to the moment. Contemplation and deep practices, which again are long-term, consistent, and reflective, helps us maintain this openness and freedom. 
know, if you're having trouble maintaining the deep practice you choose, and don't try to do all of them at once, you might wish to read my post on building a prayer habit at GodInAllThings.com. Deep practices are less about our own effort and more about opening ourselves to the transformative grace of God. Someone once gave me the metaphor of a rose lattice. Our spiritual practices are simply a lattice. They do not cause the growth. They provide the structure for the rose to grow upwards on its own, to let God do the work. Deep practices are the lattice, the space for our true selves to slowly grow and emerge. For more, visit the post that companions this podcast at GodInAllThings.com. And if you're looking to start the new year with some spiritual renewal, I wanted to let you know that my Seeing With New Eyes virtual one-day retreat is being offered again on January 16th. It's an invitation to see your life and the world through God's eyes, drawing you into freedom. And in February, I'm offering a weekend virtual retreat all about the spiritual exercises called Praying with Ignatius. You can learn more about both of these retreats and register at ignatianresources.com. Explore that site and godinallthings.com for more ways to grow closer to God in 2021. Have a happy new year.